Welcome to the State of Fem Art Podcast, a space where we drive conversations around what it means to be woman creatively and artistically in today's industry. A place where women from various walks of life share their experiences, triumphs, and obstacles as they navigate the state of the world and their creativity. This is a safe space. One where women are celebrated for being fearlessly and unapologetically them. It is a space of belonging for those who feel their artistic and creative endeavors have gone unseen, unheard, or unsupported. But here, you will also get resources and tools to help you reach your next level. We'll laugh together, cry together, but more importantly, we'll grow together. I am Tamia Faulkner, and this is The State of Fem Art. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The State of Fem Art podcast. I am your host, Tamia Faulkner, and today I am excited about talking with Morgan. Morgan, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Good. So can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. So I am an LA-based film and TV director. Um, I'm originally from the DMV in Maryland, um, but now I'm out in LA um, working on different projects. Um, I just wrapped up a short film actually in the DC area. Um, and I recently graduated with my MFA in directing from the American Film Institute Conservatory. So now that that experience is over, I'm moving out into the industry and just connecting with people and just building up work. Well, I'm so excited to speak to you because currently you're working on a crime thriller limited series. And is it Apophenia? Yes, Apophenia. Yeah. So can you tell me about the storyline and why you feel this sort of story was so important for you to um, work on? I know you're currently crowdfunding for the project, but why was it important for you to um, start with a crime thriller, a limited series? Yeah, um, it's actually interesting um, because I feel so passionate about this project. It's almost like a, a social justice type thing. Um, it's, it's about this um, Black woman who she claims to have psychic abilities where she can catch serial killers but for some reason when she goes to catch these serial killers she accidentally brutally murders them each time so in reality she's actually the serial killer and why i think it's it's important is because i watch so many crime thrillers true crime and all of the serial killers are white men really white men um and to a certain point, it just almost, I feel like it gives permission for that type of behavior, that type of activity, whereas, whereas everyone else becomes a victim. So I think if there's more diversity in, in the serial killer space, then it will level this playing field that true crime and crime thrillers have created in terms of like male white supremacy, honestly. I will definitely say that it's so interesting. I remember a report coming out about just true crime podcasts and how many listeners are actually women and and downloading and listening to these true crime podcasts. And I think it was something like over 85% of the audience within that space for a popular podcast called like Wine and Crime was female. And so 
it's it's so interesting how there's such an appetite for women who do listen to and consume the crime thriller, true crime genre in its varied forms, but the lack of diversity that exists within the space, especially when you think about the popular true crime shows that are coming out, um, particularly one that has been most popular recently covering the story of Jeffrey Dahmer. And so when did you first become interested in in true crime? I mean, it's been kind of a, a long time, um, but now I feel like for some reason it's just grown so much. So I've had this story like in my back pocket since around 2017, but I started just binge watching all of these limited series and things that were coming out on like Hulu and Netflix. Um, and like you said, that the different podcasts, um, so there's just so much content there, um, that it's just, it's weird. It's like, it's almost like easy viewing, but it's, it's not obviously, but like you just kind of put it on and get really, really engrossed in, in it. And that's what I appreciate and enjoy. But the more and more I was watching it, the more and more I felt like I'm just watching a certain group of people attacking everybody else. That's understood. And I think it is important to make sure that stories are diverse in its um, varied forms. And I think about the representation, both in the stories being told, as well as in front of behind and behind the camera. Um, Because I think about how the story on Jeffrey Dahmer, the screenplay was fortunately (laughs) created by Christy Wilson Carnes, but, you know, Ian Brennan, Ryan Murphy, they worked on that series that they wrote on multiple episodes. A lot of the directors are, most of the directors are men. Um, And so you have uh, Tobias Lindholm, you have Charles Graber, who also are working on The Good Nurse, which is another (laughs) true crime series coming, you know, becoming popular. And I just look at the lack of diversity that exists. You have, you know, very few women, maybe one, (laughs) you know, when it comes to the producers or the directors who are leading the leading or at the helm of some of these popular true crime series. And so I don't think that it's only a disparity within this, the representation within the stories being told, but also within those who are in the writing room, those who are directing, those who are producing, um, because most of that, most of that is it's white male dominated. Yeah, I agree. And I think it also spills into, um, the importance of minority, like actual crimes that happen to minorities in America and how those kind of are not as interesting to the public as other stories. So it, it bleeds into real life in a way that's not okay. So do you feel there is a lack of interest on the creation side when it comes to directing these sort of um, films and narratives that are inclusive of um, women and people of color. Yeah, and I think it's it's twofold. I think that the um, audiences are expecting a certain pattern, and they 
are attracted to that pattern and they continue to watch things that have the same type of serial killer or the same type of crime because um, they know what to expect. Um, I also know on the end of like when I'm talking to other black and minority filmmakers, the goal of course is representation, but positive representation. So um, people are like will shy away from having a show or, or something about a black serial killer um, because it could shine a negative light on on black people. Um, so that's it's like on both ends as to why no one's making <laughs> no one's making it. So when you're having when you're having those conversations and you know people say, hey, we want to make sure that we're pushing narratives in which people of color, especially black people, can be seen in a positive light because there are so many narratives that are polar opposite to that. What yeah. have your conversations been in pushing for um, creating content like Apophenia? Yeah, I almost view it as this, um, this form of activism. I think that representation has to come from all angles and equality and equity has to also come from all angles and not just the, the, the positive end. Um, everything that Black people do should be just as successful and interesting and profitable as the white content that is out there. Um, for me, and I've explained it a few times to some people, um, so in representation, the goal is to show Black people in power um, whether it be a lawyer or president or, or whatever it is, but I rarely see Black people shown as like being dominant. And I feel like having power still requires permission. Being dominant in a show, in a series, in life means that you, you know, do what you want to do and you're controlling your own narrative. And I think that if we start pushing towards showing black people in a dominant position in fictional narratives, then that will change things in a way that people aren't expecting or maybe people will feel uncomfortable about. I'm sure in the process of creating Apophenia, of course, you have done the due diligence and the groundwork to um, come across the disparities that do exist within the true crime genre, what have been some of the most interesting things that you've found as you work on the development of this project? Yeah, um, I did an inventory of all of the um, like fictional serial killers in the time, in the last like um, maybe like 50, 60 years. And they were at least 99% white men um, and at least half of them had very concerning like sexual like posters which was even worse um i also looked at like serial killers in america and i found out that the first one was a black woman um which i thought was really really interesting and something that i mean no one really really knows so it's like there are areas of like black history and just different people that aren't 
known and I think it's worthwhile to know like all aspects of Black history in America. And did I hear that correctly? Did you say 99% of this? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Over a span of over 50 years? Yeah. Yeah. That is, I mean, that number is insane. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy. <laughs> you know, it's it's so, it's so interesting to think about many of the women in the arts and entertainment space who are advocating for and pushing for stories that they believe are important to be told. And I think with you pushing this project to the forefront, you are um, becoming a, a disruptor. You are making sure that, as you mentioned, diversity and, you know, the stories and the narratives that are being created, created, it's twofold. You know, diversity just doesn't happen on one side of the um, fence, but it's this holistic approach to making sure that uh, we remain in a place where we are seen as dominant, that we are seen also as human beings, but you know, with that comes both good and bad. And so I think to level the the playing field, you definitely have to consider both. So what are some of the other projects that you love um, to work on? Is, is true crime like your primary niche or are there other uh, projects and things that you've worked on that you're also passionate about? Um, this is actually my first true crime um, project. Usually I work in like the science fiction, thriller, dystopian type um, world or type narratives. So the film that I am going to be releasing um, next year is a science fiction film about a near future America where automation and technology has taken over all human work. So the government creates these like work programs. Are you sure that's not happening now? I know. Yeah, it, it, it's happening. Um, so it's almost like a warning <laughs> to people. Um, and the government creates this program uh, for people to, to work. The only thing is they have to work without their sight. So they have to kind of go into work blind. Um, and eventually they realize that they're not doing anything. They're just being paid to be kept busy. Um, and yeah, they just live life not really having a true purpose. It's interesting because you go in stores now, even restaurants. My friends and I, we were in a restaurant in um, San Diego, and we had this robot come to our table with our food on different trays. And so even though we were still interacting with people, it's just interesting how technology is starting to p play more of an integral role in uh, society and within the workforce. So I have some fun rapid fire questions for you and I hope you are ready. Okay, so I am going to start a sentence and you are going to complete the sentence with your answer. I would love to direct with Jordan Peele. Oh, that's a good one. Why Jordan Peele? He just, he creates everything that I love. It's just a style that I've always been into. Um, 
he's just my film twin almost. I like that film twin. So next question or well, next statement. I would have loved to work on Interstellar. Right. My favorite director is I'll say Christopher Nolan. I and I guess it's, it's similar to Jordan Peele. I just want to give a different <laughs> a different answer. Um, but I appreciate how all of his work is in the genre space. Um, it always has to do with consistent themes about family and time. Um, he does all of his most of his effects um, in camera, so not a lot of visual effects. Um, and a lot of his films are also done on actual film. So he he's just a master at, at the craft, and it's it's great. Next statement: The last time a movie moved me is when I saw. Top Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> top Gun? Oh wow! I was not expecting yeah. Top Gun. <laughs> I have to hear this story. I have to the most hear the recent one. Yeah, I have. I have to hear. Yeah, how Top Gun yeah. had you emo? <laughs> yeah. So I went with my my friends to go see it, and I wasn't really expecting anything. I don't even think I saw the first one. Um, and I remember before the movie started, Tom Cruise came on and he was like, we hope you really like this movie. It's going to be great. We worked really hard on it. And me and my friends were like, yeah, whatever, like get off the screen. We're trying to watch the movie. But like it, it was the, just the best movie I've ever seen almost just in terms of like the script was amazing. The, the acting was amazing. The, the plane situation was amazing like it was just so exciting um and it just made me realize tom cruise is just like a a gem in the world that i mean you know he does crazy things sometimes but he's a he's like a true actor um and not a lot of actors are willing to do all those stunts and all those crazy things that he does to to make a movie and um it actually made me proud to like to be an American because it was all like military and stuff. So it was like, yeah, America, woo. It was, it was a good feeling. Shows or movies, I think everyone should be watching now. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm a big fan of limited series. Um, my favorite one is called Station Eleven. It was on HBO or it is on HBO. Um, I think that everyone should watch that um, especially coming out of the pandemic um, it just offers a certain level of catharsis since I feel like the world has some degree of PTSD and we all need to find ways to heal from that as far as the pandemic so as you enter into again, developing the project that you're working on and crowdfunding, how can people support you and what is your end goal? Yeah, um, as far as support, of course, crowdfunding, so raising the funds um, is great, but then also just kind of getting the word out for the project. I think that it has, the great thing about it is that it starts a lot of discussions. Um, so even prior to the project being made, just, yes, having those discussions about diversity and crime, especially while all of these things are happening, even like in real life with the um, murders that happened in Idaho, 
Um, and as far as my goals for the project, I hope to um, try different ways of distribution. So my plan is to shoot it horizontally and vertically so that there's almost two different experiences that an audience can have. They can watch it in a regular like TV experience or they can watch snippets of it on either Instagram or TikTok and it will just be a different, they'll see different things that people will see on the in the regular screen. So just kind of changing, changing things, changing the way that we see films and stories. Yeah, I think that's really dope that you're adapting the, you know, format to what we're consuming <laughs> nowadays on a regular basis so people can enjoy the limited series in its varied forms. So how can people stay connected with you and find out more about the projects that you are releasing and working on? Yeah, so um, my website is my first and last name, Morgan, M-O-R-G-E-N, Whiteman, W-H-I-T-E-M-A-N dot com. And that has all of my work that's coming up, um, the links to that. And yeah, that'll take you to like the crowdfunding page for Apophenia. Um, and then yeah, the film that I'm releasing next year that I've been working on this year. So it's all there. All right everyone you heard it first and we will be sure to share the link for the crowdfunding campaign Epiphenia so you all can check it out and see the very important work that Morgan is doing to bring um, diversity to the genre of true crime thank you so much Morgan for being a guest on the State of Film Art podcast <music>